welcome to Monk's Tape. Welcome, everybody, to this episode of Monk's Take. We are joined today by special guest, Professor Karen Croto, who works here as a professor in health and wellness promotion, and she is also the department chair for sports and exercise science. And Karen, you have quite a story to tell. Uh, you have been playing for how long now? Field ho- I mean, in general, field hockey, when did you start? Oh, I started, I think, in eighth grade okay. in, in the 70s. Yeah. Oh, I don't know, 75 maybe. So I've been playing 48 years. 40 that's that's years. incredible. So what predominantly what we're here to talk about today is your experience as a member of the U.S. Masters World Cup field hockey team. 060 is the group you're with now, mm-hmm. and you were able to play in Cape Town in early October as a member of that team. Can you, can you kind of talk about, I mean, for me who doesn't know a lot about that level or how that league works or how you even become part of something like this, can you just give me a, like a basic understanding of that? Yes, um, great. I didn't, I didn't know much about um, Masters field hockey, and I found out before the 2018 Masters World Cup in Barcelona, Spain, and um, we weren't able to, due to COVID, we weren't able to have it every two years like we planned, but now we'll get on a two-year schedule. And every two years, um, a country hosts um, the World Cup or a multiple countries host various version, various age groups of the World Cup, and they're trying to get on uh, all different continents each time. And um, the whole process involves um, try going through an actual physical tryout, and usually they have a couple of different weekends. It's usually in the Philadelphia, Delaware, New Jersey area because that's a big hockey hotbed, and mm. most um, most women who play go there. And the men's have their own selection process. We have we have uh, men's teams in a number of the categories as well. And the Masters st- starts at over over 35. So we had 035s and 40s that went to. Um, Nottingham, England this summer, and then in Cape Town, the 45s, 50s, 55s, 60s, and 65s, and it's our first time having 60s and 65s, got to go to Cape Town, South Africa, and then our older men's teams just went to Tokyo recently. So there's a tryout process to get on a squad, and typically they try and have a squad of 25 to 26 athletes, and then from that group, you play in a couple of different tournaments, maybe go to practice, and then they whittle it down to 18 for the World Cup and, and they name a, a few alternates just in case someone gets injured. And in my age group, someone mm. does get injured. <laughs> somebody needs a new knee or a new hip or something. So, yeah, that's the process. And then at the World Cup, you usually go probably a few, at least a few days early so you can get a couple practice sessions in on the various pitches. And then you play and um, you have a pool play. You probably have like four games there. And then um, – they have crossovers, and then, um, you know, if you happen to finish first or second in your pool, then you get to go straight to the semifinals. Otherwise, you're playing for placement, fifth place, seventh place, ninth place. Mm. So so how did your team do this year? Well, we have a challenge because U.S. is so geographically big. We did not all play together until that first practice in Cape Town. Oh. And we know the English and the Dutch, they can drive, they can practice every weekend, I'm guessing some of those English and Dutch have been playing together for 40 together mm. for 40 years, at least in my age group. 
And so they're really strong. So we we came in seventh out of eight at country A teams. And then we had a couple of B teams. South Africa had a B team and England had a B team. So we had ten total teams, five in each pool. Um, and we came in seventh. We were we lost in an overtime shootout to play for fifth place against Wales. Oh. Against Wales. So um, we would have played a team that beat us handily the first round, but we, we would have uh, maybe been one spot up. Yeah. Well, undoubtedly a, a very memorable experience, and it's really cool to be able to play the sport you love in different countries. It, it just talk about that and, and going to Cape Town, which I assume you've never been before, and you're there playing, but you're also able to experience the culture in a different place. That's what's great about the World Cups, and if you can have a little time before or after, you do get a little time off during the event as well. So in terms of the event itself, you get to meet so many people from other countries. And um, before each game, each match, we, we trade, we exchange country pins. Mm. And then after each match, we take a picture um, of both teams together. And um, so there's a lot of camaraderie within our team, but definitely amongst other teams. And I got to know more, get to know more countries because this is the second time I've done some research. I did a health and well-being of Masters Hockey Athlete Survey. Okay. And so I, I introduce myself and say, hey, can you finish my survey? And so I get to meet a lot of people. So the, the, the event itself is great, and it's just fun watching. I love watching the younger age groups because they're so fast and fit. And I even like watching even the older age groups than, than mine because it's something I can look forward to. Right. And and thankfully, I'm not moving up <laughs> into the 065s yet, but I'll be at the, I'll still be in the 060s again. So we'll have some younger younger players. I'll be the older player. Um, but Cape Town, South Africa is an amazing city, and the whole area is pretty amazing. Um, being able to go on a safari, just just close by, half a day safari, you know, maybe a couple hour drive and you're way out in the bush and being able to see all the different animals on a, on a preserve. It's made me want to go on a bigger safari further into um, South Africa, Botswana in the future and do three, three, five days. But it was a nice taste and got to see all the animals. Got to go down to the Cape of Good Hope, which is the most southwestern part of, of the whole continent of Africa, and you just drive along and pull over to the beach, and there's penguins. Penguins on the beach is pretty cool. Wow. And then um, on my last day, I got to go to Robben Island and actually see Nelson Mandela's prison cell where he was held um, for 18, 17 or 18 years um, before he was freed and then ended up becoming president of South Africa. But... Um, yeah, it was just it, this, and Table Mountain it has has is right in the city, and it's just a backdrop. No matter which um, stadium we were in, you could just see the mountain in the background. It, oh wow! And the clouds come in. It was just a phenomenal experience, playing and then being able to check out the area. How many days were you there? I was there. Well, it takes two days to get there and come <laughs> back. It's it's a long flight. It was like seven hours to Amsterdam, and then. Um, uh, eleven and a half hours down, down to um, Cape Town. So that was that was a bit long. So two solid travel days. So I'm guessing I was there thirteen days, thirteen, fourteen. If I was gone, fifteen, sixteen days. Okay. And you, how many games did you play? We had six games. Okay. And for for one set, they, for some reason we got scheduled three days in a row, which oh. was a lot for our age group, and especially because international we follow international rules, which are um, 
70-minute games. Mm. And NCAA is 15-minute quarters, 60-minute games. We played 17-and-a-half-minute quarters. Yeah. And so to ask an over-60 person to play three games in a row was a lot. But um, but we did it. I was sore the whole two weeks. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> so, yeah. Luckily, we had good athletic trainers and a good uh, uh, physical therapist who could keep us going. And the temperature, I'm sure, was not uh, not cool. Actually, the temperature was quite comfortable because it was there spring. Okay. And it's always windy in, in Cape Town. So the playing temperatures were around the upper 60s. Oh, wow. Okay. Maybe 70. And on a, on a warm day, it was low 70s. So it was quite comfortable to play. So that's, that's nice. If it would have been 80s, that might have been a different ballgame altogether. In 2018 in Barcelona, it was 95. Oh, my God. So on the pitch, it was even hotter. It was it was very hot. This was much more pleasant playing experiences. No um, no heat illnesses or heat strokes or anything like that. Yeah, that stuff's pretty scary. Uh, talk about the playing surface. I know some you know different countries have different styles of, of turf and things like that. What is What was it like over there? Yes, yeah, so for, for World Cup, we always look for the best of the turf, which is a water-based turf. It's like an artificial turf that is watered down, and so um, the ball moves faster, <laughs> good or bad at my age group. <laughs> and, um, but when you, um, when you slide on plain old artificial turf, you'd get quite the turf burn, but on the water turf, the first time it happened, and I fell because I'm always diving for the ball still, um, I, I was waiting for the sting to come, and it never came. Ah. So it's, it's pretty good. We did have one, one match on a sand-based turf, which isn't quite as, as comfortable. But otherwise, the water-based turf, as long as they keep it watered. And it's also um, better uh, injury-wise because you can pivot and your foot's not going to get stuck because uh, the surface okay. is a little smoother. So it's pretty good for injuries. It's good for speed, and um, it's a nice playing surface. Is that something that you practice on around here? Is there one that's in the area that's water-based? Bates. I think Bates is the only turf that has okay. it in Maine. Okay. Yeah. I don't recall having our team ever play on a field like that. I, I don't know if they would yeah. have. I've, I've never heard Coach Lewis like talk about that. I think it's pretty rare, especially at like the Division three level. But um, yep. that sounds pretty cool, and it's probably an adjustment. Right to be able to play, that playing on those different surfaces is certainly. Yeah, we're used to playing on the field turf. Yeah, like here at St. Joe's and um in, in Portland, um, Fitzpatrick and uh, Memorial Stadium all have the field turf, um, which is a little slower, which can be fun. But um, I do still like the speed and the consistency of of the water-based turf. Now I saw. <clears throat> speaking of speed, I, I saw a couple of videos of you scoring goals, and there was one that was was a, a breakaway or a one on one, and you took a nice shot past the goalie and scored a goal. Uh, how did you do personally? Do you think in 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 that? And what position do you play? Are you forward? Is that what? Yep. Uh, so I'm a forward, and I had um, gotten a foot injury in May and gotten hit in the in the foot, and um, right in the inside of the foot with the ball, which is very hard. Um, so I got a bruise there. It, it kind of got better, and then it got worse. So I had to take probably six weeks off before mm. going um, to hope in hopes that it would get better. So I was not in very good shape to begin with, and I did at, by the at the end of the tournament, I felt pretty good wind wise, and um, you could tell 
if you saw some of the videos that I was almost like tipping over because I was it was the end of the game I was tired I wasn't fit and then by the last couple of games I feel like I had my legs underneath me pretty well and I had my my stick work I felt pretty good overall um, but it was fun to uh, break the seal and, and finally score and and um, and get get a hat trick nice yeah oh that's cool yep so the only game I scored in and you had three yeah yeah that's perfect um so talk about the experience in Spain uh, th- uh, four years ago now wow uh and I remember talking about that we did a small uh, release on the website about your experience there with some photos and things uh how was this trip different um other than the weather of course and the heat strokes and <laughs> things like that that are da- that were always lingering in the background as a possibility um just talk about and that was your first go around correct to 2018 and now that you're kind of a veteran of the whole thing it was uh both both were great experiences in their own way yes barcelona was my first experience so everything was new and exciting i was a, in a younger age group mm-hmm. you know 55s and because of the time of the year in the summer we were able to have um a more uh, experienced and skilled squad um, because we were able to have college field hockey coaches and officials um, on, our, on, our, on our team. This go-around, um, I was more experienced, so that was fun. But because it was in the fall and during field hockey season, we, we didn't have um, probably each, each of the teams, the 50s, 55s, 60s, 65s, didn't have maybe at least three, three to four solid players who might have been coaching who couldn't make right. it plus it was a long trip um europe's a little easier to get to um the one what i'm so glad i got to experience barcelona because all of the age groups and both genders were there at under one roof and one site um and we had one central um hockey village and stadium that we worked out of so that was kind of nice um we've grown big enough where we've had to split up the uh, the age groups because there's no one venue that can have so many games in a short short period of time. You can't really go much beyond ten days. So it was it was a little different. Um, the opening and closing ceremonies were a little different this time. I did kind of prefer the one site for the opening ceremonies. You know, marching into the stadium and mm. for for both ceremonies and actually seeing the gold the the medal the medal ceremonies as well. Um, although in Cape Town, we, we did a little athlete parade on the Cape Town waterfront, which was kind of fun. Cool. Um, and then had a nice ceremony there on the waterfront. So um, both both were great experiences and um, for different reasons. Um, and I'm looking forward to more if I can keep playing. So you said every two years. Where is the next one? It hasn't been announced yet. They're trying to do different continents. There's some speculation as to, ooh, Tokyo or New Zealand. Mm. Um, all I know is that the, the Dutch have the m- biggest capacity to host a bigger event, but they don't want to always go to the Netherlands and have yeah. let them have the home field advantage. This is coming from the president of World Masters Hockey, who's from Scotland, and you know this this a little uh, competition there. Yeah, well, that makes sense. And and for you, you probably you want to see the world right as part of this, and and to go to a new place you haven't been is certainly. Yeah, I, I'm I'm partial to going back to Europe. Um, I've been in New Zealand. I'm doing a sabbatical in New Zealand next semester, so I'll be down there anyway. So, and I've been I've done a sabbatical in Australia, 
So um, I haven't seen as much of Europe, so I'd love to do more in Europe. Um, Tokyo might not happen because of the visa process. There's a little more steps there. That was a challenge for our men's teams, mm. uh, over older men's teams. But, hey, I'll go anywhere, and uh, it, it's just a great experience. Yeah, it sounds like you're quite the traveler. I didn't realize that you'd been to so many places. That's Is that always been something you've wanted to do, is see the world? Like it's For me, I... I I like where I'm at. I'm in southern Maine. I'm happy, but I, I get the appeal of seeing new things. Yep. I have the I have the <coughs> travel bug, bug, and I'm an adventurer, and I like to see new places and do new things. This is this is a repeat trip for me to go to New Zealand, but I'm going to be checking out different places I didn't get the first go around. Mm. And if they have a uh, – end up having the World Cup uh, in 2024 there, <laughs> then I'll go back and, and pick out some new places to go see. Um because it's, uh, it's a wonderful country, and there's there's a lot of cool places in the world to see, and hopefully um, I get to see some of them. Yeah, that's that's really cool. And and so your your eyes lit up when you mentioned the safari when you went to South Africa, and I know that we talked very briefly before, and that was something you were really looking forward to. Uh, just kind of talk about that experience a little bit. And I know you said it was a half a day, or it wasn't a very long one. You, Right, it, it it was nice. It just gave us a little uh, a little taste of, of what a larger safari would look like. And it, this is a, a very large game preserve a couple hours outside of Cape Town. So it is kind of, um, it's fenced in because to protect the animals against poachers. Mm. And, um, and because of the drought conditions, water and food do need to be supplemented for some of the different groups. But um, right off the bat, we saw the, the, the hippopotamuses heads in the water mm. we saw elephants and lions and rhin- rhinoceros um uh ostrich spring box we got to see an, a nice nice for giraffes yeah a nice variety and you know they kind of live in each of their own little areas the lions were set off by themselves they've just a couple old old male lions and a, and a older female lion and they're just being taken care of because it's um um, animals are rehabilitated as well. It's kind of a mix. Okay, that sounds pretty interesting. Um, so let's 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 go back into like you said you started playing in the seventies. What what was your college experience? And then we'll move into some of the coaching that you've done. But just kind of I'll, I'll let you talk about your playing days. Yeah, I started in eighth grade, and in the summer, some players drove by and said, "You should come play field hockey." And I'm like, "What's that?" <laughs> so I'm like, okay, yeah, I was I was athletic. I had played um, softball and basketball, so I'll go try it. And I ended up loving it. And I ended up being pulled up to varsity in, in the eighth grade. Um, did well in high school. I had We had good teams that always made the tournament. Same thing in college, went went to Bridgewater State. And back then we were D1 um, initially until NCAA took over the AIW. And women's and men's sports were under the same roof with the NCAA so in the four years I was there, we went from Division One to two to three, but we were competitive, um, especially as um, more more colleges were offering scholarships for field hockey. Right. So then um, we weren't competitive because <laughs> we, were, we were Division three at that point. Um, but I had a really great experience as, as a college athlete. Played a little bit after. Um, I was an assistant coach at Holy Cross my first year right out of school. Um, the woman I had played basketball with was the head coach, so that was a good experience. And then I was away from the game for a little bit and then came back um, in the 90s and um, was the first feel like a coach at St. Joe's. Mm. And coached uh, three seasons while I was finishing up my doctorate at BU. Um, and, you know, it was nice to get the program off the ground. 
and um, we did not have a field on campus. We had to use the rec field. We had games at Bonnie Eagle and Gorham High School, and um, 20 of the 22 students were nursing majors, so we had to work around clinicals. Um, um, but uh, it was a, it was a it was a fun experience, and it was good to get the program started. And uh, I'm uh, pretty glad of where they are today. Yeah, I don't think um, that many people here realize that you were the first field hockey coach, mm -hmm. um, and, and and three years uh, of that and building a program from scratch. Uh, just kind of talk about how that was and having that very first team. I know that sh that first season I think was like seven games or so. Um, but the challenges of not playing or practicing on campus and all those things. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure uh, the teams now realize how lucky they are to have what they have versus where we were back then. Yeah, there wasn't even a place we could really practice on campus. So we would go, and the, the town of Standish would at least try to mark, mark a field out at the Standish Rec area but um, we could only leave at a certain time in the vans after classes. Mm. And then we'd have to be back in time for the cafeteria. And then some of the nursing students were out on clinical, so they could make a Tuesday, Thursday. So we'd be lucky if we got an hour and a quarter, hour and a half practice time at the fields, given those constraints. And, and um, I didn't no recruiting the first year because I, I, I just got hired in. So um, it was just word of mouth that, that, that students uh, – decided to play the sport and we had 22 students but mm. I probably had a handful that had never played or played in middle school and so trying to teach basic skills and yeah um trouble getting a backup goalkeeper sometimes <laughs> and uh but we did uh we did manage to be able to play Framingham State twice and um they were brand new as well so we had two wins that first year <laughs> against them and but uh and then you know we built a little bit and then um I did some recruiting and back then the recruiting was writing letters yeah typing letters and yep. sending them out and um I did end up getting some players to come to St. Joe's because I had written to them I would write to them hey thanks for applying da 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 or even before they applied I'm trying to get you know get their interest and then I'd keep in contact so I send two or three letters to each player so I did get some managed to get you know some some players who had some experience um, but it it was a it was a building experience yeah but it was it was good the camaraderie amongst all the all the players was was really good yeah I can tell uh, some good memories I can tell by your expression that it was uh it was it was a fun time. But have you gone back into coaching at all since then? I haven't. Being a professor and a chair um, really takes up all my time. <laughs> and, and if I uh, have any spare time, I like to do some research, keep up with the research. Um, so yeah, it's been it's. Uh, I don't know. I, maybe when I retire, I'll, I'll volunteer and, mm. and help out a little bit. Um, it's 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 a very compact very busy schedule um during the fall but now there's a spring season you got to do a lot of recruiting you go to different um, events to recruit so it'd be a much bigger challenge than than back when i coached it is and, and there's so many more teams and more schools that are putting an emphasis on on athletics to help build uh, enrollment and all those things so but I, I see you at games quite often. Um, I know this season didn't go the way Rupert Lewis would have hoped, but still another successful year. Let's kind of talk about, from your standpoint, the, the job that Rupert Lewis has done with this program. Yeah, um, I, I like his philosophy. I've actually, he's allowed me to come practice a little bit 
Cool. Each each two years um, bef- before uh, the World Cup, and usually I warm up the goalkeepers, and then he lets me do some drills, and I do some things, and then he'll let me speak to the group about um, what I might have seen in the game. Um, he l- he thinks that it's helpful for them to have like a, a voice other than than his somebody who's can observe, and actually being able to live stream see the see the live stream, you can see a different angle when you're seeing it from a little bit higher, and you can see where players are. Um, it's a little different than being down at, at the field level. So I, I can right, see the spacing you can see. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think <coughs> some of my observations have only served to reinforce <laughs> what he's had to say. So, um, yeah, no, I think, uh, there's some pretty, pretty strong players, solid players. They did a lot of scoring this year. Um, a lot of shooting. Um, it's just a matter of, um, you know, getting more in the net than, than the other teams and the, 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 they had the capacity to go further if, if you know, they could get more on goal, shots yeah. on goal in the net because th- they had the shots and it's just getting it by the, by the goalkeeper. So um, I know he's losing some seniors this year, but there's some strong freshmen and hopefully he gets a good recruiting class in next year. But yeah, he has a great philosophy. He's really um, knowledgeable and patient. And um, yeah, I, I enjoy um, watching him, watching the team, being able to come play once in a while. And y- you've kind of uh, put out there that he might be a guy who's interested in the, the master's level of playing field hockey. Yeah, I've run it by him, and his his eyes light up. But I know <laughs> he's had a you know knee knee and back injuries. So um, the challenge is at this age, and he's a little older than me, um, is being able to get fit enough before getting out there. Because if you've been an athlete, you're going to push it, and if you're not there yet. You're going to get injured, yeah. which is very easy to do at, at our age. Well, that's great. I think, uh, is there anything else you want to add about, uh, you know, some of the things you're working on for, like, your research that you've talked about? Yeah, the research I've done, um, I wanted to know um, before the 2018 World Cup in Barcelona, um, I wanted to know, and I made the assumption as we would that that older athletes who continue to be competitive and train are likely um, healthier, practice more healthy lifestyles, and you know um, have higher levels of well-being than than, than um, just the general population. And overall, that's the case. There's some room areas of, of improvement. Um, one of the major things I found out was that injuries are a major <laughs> issue. <laughs> that's like the biggest issue. So I did a little research article on just the types and locations of injuries and basically lower extremity strains. No, no surprise there. And then, um, um, you know, pretty, pretty healthy, eat healthy, pretty healthy, get enough activity, things like that. I'm looking at a few other things this time, like supplements and training aids, um, that, 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 uh, athletes might be using and maybe comparing, comparing the two groups. So, um, I, I'd like to continue on with, with that area of research. Yeah, it's interesting stuff and a unique standpoint that you have uh, playing as well as kind of putting on a study about those players. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, well, you know, thank you so much for coming on with us and, and sharing your experience. It sounds very cool. Um, I, I enjoy watching the videos of, of, of your goals and, and, and hearing the stories, and, and uh, maybe someday I'll leave Southern Maine and experience something similar but who knows oh great yeah th- there's a whole world out there for older athletes to be able to still be competitive and and uh if anyone can be you know then then take the time and do it because it it just opens up um 
the world and you, and you get to meet more people you get to keep playing and it's just a great experience awesome thank you karen thanks for joining us and uh, folks thanks for listening to this episode of monk's take <laughs>